In this bulletin, indigenous leaders to travel to Canberra to engage MPs on voice to parliament next week. The National Cabinet meets to address the country's healthcare system. And Australia finalises details on nuclear submarines with a major announcement expected next month. delegation of indigenous leaders from around the country will travel to Canberra when parliament resumes to push MPs on a constitutionally enshrined voice. Leaders from Cape York, Inner Sydney, Goldburn Murray and the Kimberley seek to meet with members from all sides of politics next week. It comes as the government is accused of deliberately withholding detail on the voice for political reasons. Speaking to the Nine Network, opposition leader Peter Dutton accused the Prime Minister of withholding details as a deliberate strategy. We want to see the health gaps uh, narrow, we want to see the life expectancy uh, uh, improve and we you know, are willing to look at any measure to do that. There are lots of questions around the voice lots of detail uh, that hasn't yet been provided. It's obviously a political strategy by the PM not to put that detail out but I think the pressure continues for him to put it out so that people can make an informed decision. Australia's health system is in the spotlight today as leaders meet in Canberra for National Cabinet. Chief Ministers and State Premiers call for more federal funding and solutions to nationwide GP shortages, increased costs and fees, long waiting lists and stained public hospi- strained public hospitals. There will also be a report presentation from a task force aimed at improving Medicare, which outlines how the government plans to spend its $750 million election promise to overhaul Medicare. Northern Territory Chief Minister Natasha Files and Southern Australian Premier Peter Malinoskas had this to say before entering the meeting. So obviously it's important that we come together as a nation, leaders from around the nation. It's a diverse nation, but we do have common issues. Uh, Additionally, uh, of course, healthcare reform is important as a health minister uh, and where health is an underlying factor in so many of the social determinants we see. The top of mind issue from the South Australian perspective is national health reform. Uh, We've got a primary healthcare system in Australia that is teetering on crisis and that is having a dramatic impact on the performance of our hospitals throughout the nation. That's true in South Australia as well. Leaders will also be updated on Indigenous closing the gap measures, energy, national firearms reform, local government and housing. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says his focus today is pushing Medicare reform and better support. When you think about it, it's never been harder to find a bulk billing doctor, find themselves in emergency departments. They shouldn't be there, they don't need to be there. It's very difficult to put a dollar figure on this and some of this is not about money, it's about better connecting systems, better connecting services. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says health, health challenges in her state surround general practitioner accessibility. The GP shortages, especially in rural and remote parts of Queensland, but also to in our outer suburbs, we're finding a big shortage of shortages there as well. We're utilising our pharmacists uh, more in some of these uh, more rural communities, and I think there's an opportunity there um, for there to be drastic change when it comes to delivery of, of, of health care in this nation. Uh, look, just secondly, in relation to the National Firearms Registry, I'm a really keen supporter of this. A proposal.
Singapore's new firearms registry is also being discussed at the National Cabinet and it could be funded through seized proceeds of crime or a tariff placed on firearm importers. A National Firearms Database was first suggested after the 1987 Hodo Street shooting in Melbourne and similar recommendations were made after the 1996 1996 Port Arthur shootings and the Lind Cafe siege in 2014 in Sydney. The New South Wales opposition has threatened to refer a government move to exclude Labour electorates from urgent bushfire recovery funding to the state's corruption watchdog. A report by the state's Auditor General says Mr Barilaro's office intervened in the program and created a $1 million minimum for fast-tracked bushfire recovery projects, which cut about 10 projects from a short list, five of them from Labour electorates. Labour leader Chris Mintz says he will request a formal investigation regarding funding allocation of the Black, the Black Summer Grants Programme. It's a culture ingrained in the marrow of the New South Wales government when it comes to pork barrelling. Very troubling independent revelations from the Auditor-General that seem to indicate, for the first time I think in Australian history, the politicisation of rebuilding disaster grants for the people of this state. Never before have we been in a situation where grants have been awarded on the basis of political leaning. There needs to be an explanation. If there isn't, by the end of the day, we will refer it to the ICAC. Mr Barilalo has not uh, yet uh, commented. The chair of of the Disability Royal Commission has written a letter to each CEO of every Australian capital city airport and Australian airlines addressing standards and concerns relating to the travel safety of people with a disability. People with disability reported that they often encounter inaccessible facilities and services at airports and face unhelpful practices and systems adopted by airlines. The chair's letter includes suggestions made by people with with disability to ensure that airlines and domestic airports provide a more inclusive experience for all air travellers. Defence Minister Richard Miles says he's in final negotiations on Australia's pathway to nuclear-powered submarines. Mr Miles is en route to the United States after holding talks with his British counterpart Ben Wallace and British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. He says the acquisition would change the nation's international standing. This is a huge moment in our country's history. This will change Australia's international personality. It will dramatically build our capability and with that it will build our sovereignty. Uh, But the significance of um, Britain and uh, America working together to help us uh, have that technology is, is one which in international terms is also highly significant. Australia is to unveil its plan to acquire nuclear-powered submarines through the AUKUS security agreement between Canberra, London and Washington in March. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese is reportedly planning to travel to the US to make the announcement in March with US President Joe Biden and Mr Sunak. An Italian fugitive on the run for 16 years has been found in France posing as a pizza chef. Edgardo Greco, a convicted mafia killer, has been wanted for two murders and an attempted murder during a mafia war in the early 1990s. He fled Italy after receiving a life sentence in 2006 and moved to Saint-Étienne in France where he became a pizza chef under the alias Paolo Dimitrio. After appearing
bringing a newspaper feature for the restaurant, a joint operation between Italian military police, French authorities and Interpol was able to identify the fugitive and arrest him yesterday. Majid Khan, a Pakistani man who, who has disclosed how he was tortured by the Central Intelligence Agency after the September 11 attacks, has been transferred from the Guantanamo Bay Detention Facility to Belize. The 42-year-old admitted in 2012 to conspiring with members of the Al-Qaeda to commit murder and provide terrorism support. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the Biden administration is seeking to identify suitable future transfer countries and negotiate transfer arrangements to eventually close Guantanamo Bay facility. I can say more broadly as it relates to the Guantanamo Bay and the president's position on that, it remains dedicated, we remain dedicated to a deliberate and thorough process focused on responsibly reducing the detainee population at Guantanamo Bay and ultimately closing the facility. That is still uh, where we stand. 34 detainees, down from a peak population of 800, remain at the Guantanamo Bay facility with 20 eligible for transfer. The Australian Financial Complaints Authority and Consumer Action have welcomed the announcement of new banking initiatives that seek to address scams and fraud. The complaints body says it received more than 4,000 complaints in relation to scams at an average of around 340 a month. The Commonwealth Bank of Australia is introducing name check technology for money transfers and caller check, which is caller verification via the ComBank app. Consumer groups call for other banks to follow ComBank's lead in enhancing protections against scammers. The New South Wales government has appointed a new specialist careers advisor tasked with finding employment opportunities to the state's multilingual young people and boosting its interpreting and translating ranks. A first of its kind in Australia, the new advisor will work with students fluent in other languages across the high schools, community language schools and universities to show them the opportunities to work as interpreters and translators. Identified students can secure an interpreter and translating scholarship. And to sport, South Australia has launched a bid to acquire the rights to host the Cricket New Year's Test match from Sydney. This year, the New Year's Test at the SCG against South Africa was washed out due to rain. South Australian Premier Peter Malinowska says he supports the bid to move the test away from its traditional host, the Sydney Cricket Ground, to Adelaide Oval. In South Australia, we've got an amazing record of people turning out to sporting events. I think we had doubled the crowd at the Adelaide Test that we saw in the Perth Test. We often have bigger crowds than, than Sydney, uh, and that's despite having a far smaller population. So South Australians are passionate about their sport. They love their cricket, myself included. Um, so we stand ready to work with Cricket Australia to improve their product to more people around the country. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Perth, sunny, 36 degrees, Adelaide, windy and cloudy, 19, Melbourne, a shower of 2 and windy, 17 degrees, Hobart, a shower of 220, Canberra, partly cloudy, 17, Wollongong, mostly sunny, 27, Sydney, sunny, 31, Newcastle, much the same, 33, Brisbane, partly cloudy, 34, Cairns, a shower of 2 and a possible storm, top of 34, and Darwin, similar conditions with 31 degrees, and that is an ITV Radio News.